Hello, everybody, and welcome to No Time to Grind, the podcast for the busy gamer. As always, I am Michael, a sentient hat who has the ability to possess others to make them do my bidding. I'm joined by Matt, the one toad who will help you for a price. Hello! And Adrian, the one turtle to rule them all. Hello. I just assume that's what Bowser sounds like. He actually talks quite funny in Mario Odyssey. He actually says Mario's name. To be honest, probably didn't play that much with sound, so I don't know. How did you not play this game with sound? Because most, I did it for bits, but most of the time I was like playing between... Anyway, we're not supposed to talk about the game yet. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> For now, we've got to talk about the news. And something that dropped just yesterday was EA buying Respawn, the developer. Uh, and the thing that made I wanted to bring up is that they did this just after axing Visceral. And I thought that was relevant to uh, us recently playing Dead Space. So Respawn make Titanfall? Yes, I think they've also done other... like So they made Titanfall 1, Titanfall 2. And I think they might have done um, like... like Oh no, just Titanfall. I thought they'd done like a Call of Duty or something before that, but I was wrong. It says that was founded by people who created the Call of Duty franchise in Infinity Ward. This is, this is definitely not a good sign, just because... I, was, I just went to their games, and it's Titanfall in 2014, Titanfall 2 in 2016, an untitled re- virtual reality project in 2019, but the kicker, a TBA unannounced, or untitled, sorry, Star Wars project. Definitely, definitely getting the axe. If they're following the path of Vithril, Visceral, Star Wars, who also were working on a Star Wars game, EA's going to absorb it and then cut him. It's, it's just so obvious. Why would they do this? I, know. I mean, obviously for money, but why would they do this? It cost them $455 million to buy the company. I'd say that's a win for Respawn. For, yeah, for Respawn. Oh, yeah. Is it, is it a win for gamers around the world, though? Yeah, that's the thing. It's probably not. Well, I personally, I haven't played any Titanfall, but I know you have, and you enjoy the game. And if I you enjoy the game, that means probably other people have. Oh yeah, it's a great game. Titanfall, Titanfall Two. I haven't played, but it's done really well. And they were working on a Titanfall. Are working? I suppose they're not dead yet. I like how we've already just assumed they're dead. Yeah, they're dead. They're, it's over. Don't, it's over. Um, yeah. So they're working on Titanfall Three. Um, so hopefully that gets out before EA decides to axe them. What is what is what is EA's criteria for deciding that they're gonna axe a company though? Because they. They have done it. They have done it a lot. Like Maxis, I remember was one of my biggest. I I don't know how old exactly I was, but as a child, and then they died, and then I was sad because I really wanted. I really liked The Sims and Spore, although as an adult, not so much. But that's fine. I just quickly googled. Um, oh, this is from twenty fifteen though. <laughs> I was just googled. Companies or game companies axed by EA or killed by EA, <laughs> and there's like a solid list, um, and there's some good stuff here that's been axed. This like is a article on this news website. So Maxis, Mythic, uh, Bullfrog, which made Syndicate and Dungeon oh, Keeper. Oh, Bullfrog, yes. Uh, Origin, which made Ultima and Wing Commander. Westwood, which made Command and Conquer. The <laughs> DreamWorks Interactive, Phenomic. Who made Battleforge, Black Box Games, which made Need for Speed and Skate. No, no more skate games. Pandemic, that made The Saboteur. And they then, also yeah, so, made, um, that was not their biggest achievement, Pandemic. What was their biggest? So this is a list from a couple of years ago. Pandemic. I'm pretty sure Pandemic were responsible for making the original Battlefront 2. I would have no idea. Oh, but here we go. Here's a list of defunct ones. So, like, quite a few. Playfish, Westwood, Maxis, Bullfrog. There's a few still open that have made some good games. Like, they haven't shut down PopCap games. Woohoo. Take me back to primary school. (laughs) I'm just thinking, why would... Okay. It makes sense for Respawn to be like, yes, you know, sorry to sell out. Want the money. It's a lot of money. That's good. Um, but I don't understand EA being like, 
uh, I don't know, we'll buy them and then they'll stop making games entirely and that helps us somehow. What if it's to do with they're buying up the other companies that have Star Wars licenses? Yeah, they could be doing and trying to like get a monopoly on Star Wars. Because they just got Visceral, who were making one. They work very closely with DICE. I'd say they're the parent of DICE. Yeah. Who make them. And now and now they've just bought... Um, I've blanked on their name. <laughs> Respawn. Respawn, who were also on a to-be-announced to Star Wars title. It's the Star Wars video game curse. You will be eaten and destroyed by EA. They own Bioware now. As like a, and Bioware made the Old Republic games. Oh, my God. They're trying to become the sole owners of Star Wars in gaming. We were talking about that before, whether or not EA had the monopoly on Star Wars games. So they didn't, but they will. But they're trying. <laughs> yeah. I wonder, if that's, I wonder if that's actually a thing. That would be insane if, like, they're just a big board meeting with big head EA man and all his lackeys going, what's big at the moment? What's coming out? Oh, the latest Star Wars, sir. All right, buy everything Star Wars and then kill them. And it, and it goes back to, like, Pandemic being closed back in, like, 2009. They had made Star Wars The Clone Wars, Star Wars Battlefront, Battlefront 2. Oh, it's true. The prophecy. It, but why Why are they doing it like this? Where EA is buying them and then not making the game so they don't make any profits. And then instead they're like, you know what we could do? We could make a game that is structurally sound, but then also ruin it with pay-to-play, pay-to-win services. And then we'll get, like, less money for that because not many people buy the game. And then we get less money because we're not making the other games that people actually want to play. They're sacrificing, like, sale of the game for sale of in-app purchases or microtransactions because... They maybe maybe they've done the math and you know losing a million sales isn't is fine because they'll make five million in microtransactions. Yeah, that's probably true. I would I wouldn't be surprised if it did turn out that the the minority of people who do buy the loot boxes and stuff are actually the majority of their like income because it's the small. Um, ratio that are very rich and loaded and they're just buying all these things so that they can win it's very clever it's evil but very clever to this way they they avoid any competition there are no other modern Star Wars games no they'd rather consolidate it all and then be like hey you want to play some Star Wars play some Battlefront 2 yeah, that's the only Star Wars game you can play. You want a nice sure. single-player experience? Well, we have a single-player experience, but that's it. Apparently more for the campaign is coming in December. Yeah, apparently they're going to... I mean, it's okay because like all the DLC is going to be free and stuff like that, all the new maps and stuff, so hopefully more single-player will be free as well. That's at least a little bit of a return yeah but for us like it's gonna be like 110 bucks just to buy the game in the first place and then i'm gonna get beaten down by rich randos on the internet it doesn't sound fun all right i'm trying to look up a list of every star wars game currently (laughs) in development (laughs) and to see okay so oh so there's a virtual reality x-wing game by ea of course there's battlefront is this an old article? Yeah, okay. Uh, 2016, it's not too old. Um, early footage of a new Star Wars game. Looks like a like a third-person game of some sort. Oh, so this is the one by Visceral, which is shut down. Now we don't know what's up with the game. Uh, even further, it's an action-adventure game in early development by Respawn, okay, which EA now own. Um, Star Wars The Old Repub- Republic will be one of three existing Star Wars titles receiving new content in the near future. Is that still going, the online one? 
Um, yeah, apparently. New expansions coming to the massive multiplayer online game Star Wars The Old Republic. And that's owned by EA. Uh, and then new content coming to the mobile strategy game Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. Who cares? And that's <laughs> it. And that's it. There's no other like... Yeah, that's it. So EA has literally bought up every Star Wars game that we know is in development. They've done it. And it's now, from the, like and now the seal research. has been broken. One of the 66 seals for Order 66. And EA are going to kill the Jedi any day now. <laughs> EA are becoming the Empire. They are. Who's the head guy? He's like, he's definitely a Sith. Or is he like Tarkin? And he's not, he's not the Sith. He's pretty bad. It's probably what we need to do. And this is everyone, people listening. You need to go in. You need to go find pictures of EA, and you get you got to find the the guy. What's I don't know his name, but you got to find the guy who is in charge. I don't know his name. I was waiting for Adrian to say it. Um, of what? Well, like the, the CEO. Yeah, the yeah. CEO. No idea. Uh, and then just find pictures of them, pictures that have been taken out in public. Andrew and then, Wilson. Yes, Andrew Wilson. Find p- pictures of Andrew Wilson. And in the back, you will notice there's, hey, who's that creepy guy in the back? <gasps> hey, there's a creepy guy in the in this photo too. That creepy guy? He's he's the Darth. He's the Sith. And it's him. Larry Probst is the chairman. Wow, what a name. He's also a chairman of the United States Olympic Committee. Oh. Interesting. <laughs> Is that why they make sports games? Probably. See, I th- I'm... That's what I think of when I think EA. You think EA sports? sports? Yeah. I think EA sports. And they're very good at the sports games. And we know that they've, like... They've been publishers for many good games. But as devs for other series, they're not as good. I think... I think that's why they bought Respawn because they were the publishers for Respawn. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That just makes sense. Also relevant to us is uh, the LA Noir, um, like was it like new re-releases? I don't even know what to call these anymore. Where they just re-release it on a new console, like Skyrim. I think uh, re-release works. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, it's been this... remastered in 4K. Yeah. There you go. I was going to say for PlayStation. And Xbox, that's probably a remaster, but yeah, Switch, probably not a remaster. Mm. Well, it's remastered for the Switch. But anyway, they've they've done more than just port it because they've updated something we had a gripe with in LA Noir, which is the truth, doubt, and lie system. They've gone with good cop, bad cop, and accuse. Um, now I think I read, I read an article and they, and, um, Rockstar said they did it to be more clear about the way, um, Phelps is going to react because you'd be like doubt and Phelps would just go off, fly off the handle. I don't Uh, remember they were talking to like the prompts were something else even earlier in development. Yeah. They were, uh, it was force. Oh, yeah, like coerce, force. And I think uh, accuse instead of lie. Um, What do you guys think? Do you think uh, good cop, bad cop and accuse is better than truth, doubt and lie? Yeah, I really do. I I say uh, bad cop, I go, yeah, okay. But I think good cop, no. Truth should be an option. Like not just acting like a good cop as such. Well... It's interesting because the way I always looked at it was like, this is the buttons you're pressing are the response to how you think their portrait, like how their facial animation is portraying or their their story is coming across. So you'd be like, oh, they look like they're telling the truth and you'd press truth. Or you're like, eh, I doubt they're telling the truth, but I don't have any evidence. So I'll just doubt them. And then lies like, okay, I know you're lying. And this changes it to be not, how are you reading them? But like, how would you like to act towards them? Yeah. Which, Which is changing the dynamic because it's a puzzle in that you have to figure out like, how are they acting? Not just how do you want to respond and then being told whether your response was warranted or not. Cause what if someone wants to be just a hard ass bad cop? Yeah. that's And true. then they might be like, why am I getting penalized? I just want to go like hard on them. 
but it's because they're actually telling the truth and you shouldn't be going hard on them. Mm. Then that's a lesson. Like, you got to be a good cop, you got to be a bad cop. You can't be all good, you can't be all bad. Got to work the line. He's he's a sole uh, interrogator. He just, he, he's got, he takes his hat on and off when he changes. When he's a good cop, he takes the hat off and he's like, look, you don't want the hat to come back. So when he comes back, he'll yell at you. And then he puts the hat on and starts yelling at him. You don't want Cappy to come back here. Mm, Cappy's Cappy's an angry boy. You get to deal with me, Cole Mario Phelps. (laughs) The last little bit of news I wanted to work in here was, it's not super relevant to any of us, but the Miiverse shut down. No more amazing drawings. Oh. Oh no, I am sad. Did you? You're a you're a you love to draw, Matt. Did, did you ever get on the <laughs> Meverse? I think you did. I think it was some. I drew some bit. things, but it wasn't anything extravagant. You should see Splatoon Two is where it's at because they changed oh, yeah. the way that they because it's not the Meverse; it's something else. I don't even know. Um, but oh, they they got these insane drawings. Cause I don't. know. Some people get can go so good. You're just like, you must be using a bloody like graphics tablet plugged into your Switch. Or your, <laughs> yeah, your somehow. Wii U tablet. How how are you doing that? Yeah, that's the thing. I think Switch it makes sense because uh, you control the Switch. You're like, yeah, I can see how they did that. But I remember the Wii U one. It was like, what do you? How do I draw this? Uh, well, uh, well, uh, all I can say is the Miiverse stage on Super Smash Bros. will never be the same. Oh, yeah. I wonder if it'll still pull things or if it'll just be blank now. Um, I'm pretty sure it has, like, pre-made ones. Oh, okay. Well, that's all right, I suppose. All righty. So we've slowly edged into talking about Nintendo stuff. So let's just slam right into Mario Odyssey. I think you'll find it's called Super Mario Odyssey. God. No, like, as in, like, get it right. Uh, I thought you were saying one. Super Mario Super, Odyssey. Super Saiyan God. Super Mario Odyssey God. It's his final form. Cappy once you beat bright yellow. Once you beat the darkest side. Oh, yeah, I'm surprised there's no darkest side. Oh, sh- spoilers. Spoilers? Alrighty, well. Yeah, is that what we want to go into? Where we, where we were at? Oh, yeah, how far we all got? That's a good one. Because I'm, I'm ready to boast how far I've gotten in the last fortnight. All right. You laid on us. So I have collected all the moons for the sand, lake, lost, snow, Bowser, and moon kingdoms. I fully completed, so that's the coins as well, the cap, cascade, wooded, cloud, ruined, and darker side kingdoms. I have 754 moons. None of them were bought. So that's 85% completion. <laughs> wow. That's insane. None of them bought. Only the ones you need to buy. Yes. Those, uh, How else you, do you buy them? Um, at, after you beat Bowser on the moon, you then... Can buy infinite. Can buy infinite. Oh, okay. Which I found out on accident because... I had skipped the shops in every stage up until the end. And then I heard you guys There's one say there's one in each store or Matt said it on stream or something. I was like, oh, okay. So I went back and it was like, buy. And then below that, there was buy 10. I was like, oh, is there more than one in each world? So I bought like 10, bought 10 more. And then I was like, okay, Google, (laughs) how many stars are there to buy? And it's like, you can buy infinite. I was like, okay. What's the point? Do they get taken out of challenges? No, no. It, the point is so that you could go and do like the darker side without having to collect. I think 600 is what you need. It's literally the best thing for busy gamers like me because I, I, I would love to 100% this like Matt's on the path to doing. 
and get every moon but i don't have the time and i'm like the fact that there's so much has like dampened my desire so i'll i've bought like a hundred styles or something now because i just want to get to the darker side so i can run the gauntlet and then i'll probably be happy with that see this game wants to be a hundred percented it's not only does it give you a list so like you could look it up if you wanted to but i never had to do that because there's a there's a few toads there's toad and uncle amiibo i didn't use uncle amiibo which is dumb because i have like a hundred amiibos that's true um but the toad that who will help you for a price ah he just basically he just says it's right here you go there you look around you'll find it yeah but some of them are like like looking at some especially early on like i did i tried to i was like when we landed in the lost kingdom sorry the cascade is that the what's the the one with the dinosaur uh the cascade Cascade, yeah otherwise known as fossil falls all right mr show off um when I first under there, I was like, "All right, I'll just try. I'll get every moon, and then I'll I'll move on to the next uh, area, like I like to do when I'm playing games like this that you can 100." percent And I got what I thought was every moon. I ran everywhere, looked at everything. I like I'd like done like three different passes, and then felt like you know like the second time around, found a wall that I could walk behind or something like that. And I was like, I was like 100 percent sure I'd found like uh, every, if not every, like maybe missing one or two. And it was like, you've done 16 out of like 24. And I'm like, what? Where are the other? What? Um, there's a lot. <laughs> but like, it just like, I was like, all right, fine. I'm trying to move on. I'll come back if I have to. Maybe I'm supposed to come back with more powers. But yeah, I guess some of them, they're not powers, but knowledge. Yeah. Because you learn. This game, I feel like it, while it tells you all the controls, like straight up, and every time you're traveling, it's like, hey, did you know Mario? Look at me, oh, yeah. look at me in the eyes. Did you know you could do this? It's like, yes, I've done it a hundred times, but they're not. You don't learn how to use them to their full potential exactly until basically. For me, it was like the Luncheon Kingdom. That's when you know I had to put on my big boy pants and learn how to properly platform like a real boy i have 245 moons and i think i've played i've played sort of more like a week's worth rather than two weeks worth and i think i've been progressing as like as you kind of naturally would i'm not doing everything but i'm not rushing either yeah like i feel like i've seen all of all the kingdoms i've been to i've sort of been everywhere but i haven't found yeah, the more hidden moons. Yeah, I I just looked it up. I have played for forty five hours or more. How can you oh. find that out? Uh, you go into your profile. So you go you go to your homepage and then you click okay. your little icon. I would like to check, but it's my switch is far away from me. I right have now. played ten hours or more. Of I'm probably between those numbers. <laughs> those <laughs> two numbers. I think it's safe to say I'm somewhere between zero and infinity. But bound by ten and forty five. <laughs> wow, I played fifty-five hours of The Legend of Zelda. Oh, dang! I'd be curious to see how many hours of that I've played. I I have played a lot less because my copy is at Michael's. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can have it back now. But this is another like quality, like the Zelda game on Switch, amazing. This Mario game on Switch, amazing. Nintendo how know how to make great like first-party AAA like. Would we hope system so. sellers? <laughs> yeah, like if someone was to say, "What was the best Nintendo game this year?" I'd be, oh, oh no, I don't. I I'd say Arms. Arms? Nah, I don't <laughs> no. know. I don't know. It's it's a big toss up. Like, I want to say Mario does what it's trying to do better. I'm not saying it, I'm not saying it is better than Legend of Zelda. Like Legend of Zelda, it has all the shrines and stuff, and it's like you're supposed to quote unquote collect them. Um, and I think Mario does a better job at like telling you what you need to get. I'm not saying I'm not saying it's a better game. I can yeah, put down the Master Sword, Adrian. I can hear that. <laughs> I'm just saying it does that better. It conveys what it wants you to do better. It's a joy to play. It's it's oh, yeah. so fun. 
it's the funnest time. So I have a very famous cousin to all my friends, Cousin Dale. He came over and he's a very sporty man. Yeah. He, we went out to play football. I got winded. Uh, we went <laughs> to play cricket where it was when you're out, that's when you, that's when, I don't know how real cricket works, but when you get out, then you have to, then everybody rotates. Yes. Uh, Dale started, you know, off field and then he eventually got to the bat and then hours passed and then we just decided <laughs> to give up because he's a very sporty boy. And he came over, he, I think he may have even scoffed at the idea. I was like, do you want to play Mario? Like, I think we were waiting for something. Do you want to just play a little bit? You can be Cappy, I'll be Mario or vice versa. And he was like, yeah, all right. Uh, and then... We went to bed, flash forward to midnight. I'm like, I got to go. I'm very tired. Uh, and then I found out he had played until about 4 a.m. <laughs> so technically I've only played 41 hours and some of those moons are not rightfully mine. So I am guilty of You're that. a sham. I'm You're a sham. Goddamn sham. Well, I did the darker side all by myself and there's video De- proof of it. Definitely no help from the wonderful Weird Dude with Wings from stream. Oh, Daniel's great. Anyway, but it's it, this is the funnest time and not even, I think, you know how a lot of people, they play games and it's you die and then you swap. Kind of like that cricket. Wow. Anyway, and we were doing that for the stream as well. But this is like made for it because this is a very watchable game. I think... You know, you look at Super Mario Bros. 3 or even or any of the flat Mario Bros. And it has a, f- I feel like, a finite watching time. Like, if someone just keeps succeeding, I get bored easier. But with the way that Super Mario Odyssey works, it's just, it's more. And it's keeps, it's just keeps going. It's like it's the length of a string. It's just, you keep pulling and it keeps going. Part of the fun of watching is just like finding out things that you didn't know or like discovering new areas together. Like I remember we were playing on stream and like I had gone up this like ramp or this jump of this number of steps and then I died and like reset and then Matt took over and then he he just all he did was rotate the camera at a different angle and there was a moon and we're both just like, oh my God. <laughs> yes, I remember that. What is that doing right there? Yeah, and it was like, even though it wasn't me, I was, you know, I could have got it, you know. It was still fun to just be like, oh, my God, I missed that. Oh, that's crazy. There's so many moons. But this is this is just so much fun to play. Um, even, like, towards the end of me, like, grinding out stars. At this point, I'm I'd more, like, I'm not really trying to get, well, I'm trying because I want to get to 500 or whatever it is so I can get to the darker side. But. I'm not making an active effort, but towards the end of that, I was still just like picking it up and being like, I don't know where I'm going, but I'll just start running around and jumping and eventually I'll find a moon. But it's just fun to run around and and take things over and the controls and the way, oh, the, the addition of Cappy to Mario's like movement kit is great. I don't use him enough. I often just jump around as Mario and then use Cappy to make captures. And then I realize at times I'm like, oh, I need to jump on my hat here. Yeah, you need to be using it all the time. I, I just, I'll just use it at random just to get more distance for fun. Yeah, I I think the biggest surprise to me, though, because I maybe seen in a trailer or heard that you can jump on Cappy and then my brain just kind of went, yeah, all right, well, if you can do that, then and I extrapolated, you can do everything else. Makes sense. Video games. I'm not new to video games. But then what really got me, and I think it's something that you can do in every other Mario game, but the rolling is like the second fastest method of moving. I don't think that is in any other Mario game. Not that I remember. Like I know on like some hills you can crouch. Like in other Mario games you can oh, yeah, crouch on a hill and you'll, and you'll either slide or roll down. Um, but And then with so Sonic Forces has come out, we should have probably put this in the news, but it's relevant for right now. And it has been panned so far. It's not a very good game. Not many people are surprised. Um, but then you dress Mario in blue and you roll and you've got yourself the best Sonic <laughs> game ever. <laughs> the best Sonic game this year. 
it's well, Sonic Mania was pretty good. But my point is, the rolling is so good. <laughs> also with the controls. So I would play two-player with Abby, and I would do a backflip flip jump for maximum height. Yeah, and then she can just really quickly do this thing where Cappy just goes beneath Mario like instantly. Yeah, and gives you a little boost, and it gives gives you a boost. And I cannot figure out how to do that by myself. I don't think you can. Yeah, I don't think you can. So that's really that's really weird as well. We were like. I was like, are we cheesing this? Because we were like, oh, there's a thing up there and we can do it in just that move alone. I don't, I don't think you are cheesing it because when I played with people, the timing of that little boost is pretty hard to nail. Yeah. That's, that's the thing. Cappy, Cappy is a bit odd. He's a bit strange. He doesn't know what he wants to do. Sometimes I'll throw him regularly and then sometimes he'll like roll on the floor. And then sometimes when you're trying to bounce on him, you'll just fall through. And it's like, and I know that you generally, you throw him once, you bounce on him, all good. You throw him again, you can't bounce on him again. You need to land on the ground before you can bounce on him again. This is, this is just sometimes that first bounce, he doesn't want it. And I just phase through him and then fall to my death. I would say that's more a glitch. I don't know. It could just be this, your hitboxes missing. Yeah. Maybe, but this game is pretty good with its hitboxes. I think I've only been mad once about a hitbox, and that was lava lighting Mario on fire. Oh, yeah. like, I wasn't that's even touching the lava. Uh, but, yeah, that's a good thing to say, because I don't think there were... I don't think I saw any glitches or anything. No, I don't think I came across any either. It's probably the most well-polished game I've played probably ever. And it's only like five gigabytes in size. Really? Yeah. Good good on them, Nintendo. They know how to make a game. <laughs> there's, a, there's a, to quote Donkey in his Super Mario Odyssey video, other companies must just look at Nintendo and just go, what the fuck are we doing? Like, what are we doing? Because this game is so good. It is. It's like, it's perfect. It's like the perfect Mario game. They did it. Oh, because I think what they also succeeded in was calling back. Because so, oh, yeah. Michael, you won't know this, mm-hmm. but eventually you go back to the Mushroom Kingdom. I have been there. <gasps> have you been there? With a warp painting. Ah, uh, yes. That one. Very nice. Yeah, so, so you do know. That's yes. good. <laughs> and um, it's just you can get Mario 64 clothing uh, and then instead of moons, there's stars. Yeah. And it's all very, like, oh, nice reference. And but the then, best thing I yeah. found was the whole, this whole game, people, I think you and me even said we're talking about it, but, like, I've heard a lot of people go, like, oh, there's no Yoshi in this game. That's weird. That sucks. Jokes, he's at the he's at the end. If you go to the Mushroom Kingdom and go on top of the, the thing, just like in Mario 64, there he is, and you get missions with him. Ooh. Wait, can you ride him? Yep. Yep. Well, you, right. possess, well, you, him. you possess him, yeah. Uh-huh. And, um, and it's uh, like, that's such a cool thing to have. Like, that's late game. That's you beat Bowser, and then you get access to Yoshi. It's, um, it's so good. See, after I got Yoshi, I was like, oh, do we get everyone else? No, you don't get anyone else. You can dress up as Luigi, Wario, Waluigi, but they're not there. And I think I'd be fine if even you could just see them from a distance. You don't interact with them. As long as they existed, I'd be fine. What if you but- could capture them? That's how you change character. <laughs> I want to see Luigi with Mario's hat on. <laughs> No, I, I imagine it would be like a permanent capture kind of thing. Yeah. Like you go into Luigi, and then from there you can throw Cappy again. Yeah, and be other things. Uh, okay. That's how you, ch- like a character select screen would just be like a room with the Wario Bros and the Mario Bros. And you're like, okay, who do I want to be? And you throw Cappy onto them and then off you go. Maybe a set of DLC for like different ones. That would work. I'll do that. That said, I mean, yeah, it might come out in DLC, but that said, it's nice not to have Luigi and all that 
you know, into the game for 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 a change. It's kind of like the the Dark Knight series where it's like, oh, it's nice to have Batman without Robin for a change. You know, it's just it's like it's refreshing. Yeah, it was good, but then at the same time, it's like it's like trying to make a peanut butter sandwich, and then but I don't have my knife. Or, I don't know. Uh, okay, that's not that's not that's not quite the same. But I'm just saying, like to me, Mario comes with Luigi. When I say Mario Bros, but did it ever Luigi? feel like? Did you ever stop, like, and go? This, this doesn't feel right. Where's Luigi? Where? Yes, that's what yes. I'm telling you. Okay, I never felt that. Like, I didn't even think about it. Like, even Yoshi, like, I didn't think about until I went through the warp painting, and then it's like. Yoshi had a note and it's like, oh, I've gone out or something. And I was like, oh, Yoshi is here. That's sick. Like Yoshi, Yoshi is definitely more of an extra because he's, he's like a tool. You can use him. He doesn't have to be there because there are so many other things to capture and use in the environment. It's like everything is a new Yoshi, whatever, what Yoshi brought to Super Mario World, these things are bringing to Odyssey. But I think Luigi... Like, even as just a character, because you've got Peach, you've got Bowser, you've got Captain Toad, you've got regular Toads. Like, even if it was just Luigi was just somewhere, like, and you don't necessarily have to play as him. It'd be yeah, like, oh, maybe. hey, he's here. Like, how Pauline gives you kind of, like, quests in the Metro Kingdom. What if you went to the Mushroom oh, Kingdom and then Luigi's should, like, hey, done, go do this. They should have done, like, a horror kingdom and he's at his mansion. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And that would have been perfect. So, yeah, been but, like, I don't feel like the game... I don't feel like the game is any worse for not having him. No, no, it's not worse, not at all. But it's like, it's a he's a lovable he's a lovable character to some of us that we just like that little little dose of Luigi. Hopefully, it means that he's getting his own game soon, mm. where Mario will take a backseat, like more good. so than the Luigi's Mansion. Okay. What like a was it new Luigi U? Yeah, but but like Super Luigi Odyssey. Yeah, yeah. Would, you, would you prefer Super Luigi Odyssey or would you prefer like uh, DLC? Because I think this is the perfect kind of uh, DLC game. Right. Yeah, like you could whack DLC and you can whack another world in there. I absolutely expect a darkest side of the moon with like a gauntlet that's like five times harder. No, that was so hard. It took me so long. Don't make me do this. I would be absolutely 100% down with that. Oh, I'll do it, but don't make me do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could make um you could make a thing if you've got all if if you've got if you've beaten darker side of the moon, then you can go do this Wario DLC now where because Wario's theme is all about money, instead of having to farm, you just go there and you just get all the money. <laughs> You just want money for the that bone skin. I've already got the bone skin. I know, but it, it wouldn't have made li- it would have made life easier. It would have made life easier. I'd probably uh, say no to DLC. No, really? Yeah, because I'm still a long way off finding all the moons. So there's still a there's a hell of a lot of content, and like, I think if it were to take them more development time, I'd rather they move on to doing something else sooner. Because we usually wait long times for. AAA Nintendo, especially like this. The last one that was like this was, I guess, a Galaxy back on the Wii. That's a fair point. Okay, what about if there was a new Mario game, like a 2D Mario game, would you be happy with Cappy? <laughs> That's funny. Uh, as a inclusion, even if it's like a power up, get them sick triple yeah, jumps. Yeah, if it was a new like question block where little Cappy, little ghost Cappy comes out. Well, hey Mario. Cool. Yeah. I did think about that. Do you miss not having Mario with powers? Nah. Nah, it's as much better. Because you the powers are the you know, the people you possess. Those are the powers. Cause like, I don't know, Cat Mario and Tanuki and all that, it's like they're well, I guess I guess these are situational as well. But it's I don't know, this feels more impactful and more <coughs> interesting and more Real? Does that make sense? <laughs> I think these are like really excellently designed and they make the game unique and so they couldn't compete with powers. It's like they're like, hey, we got this new thing. This is what it's going to be all about and it works really well and it makes you think about the situations differently. However, 
I think maybe in the future, maybe there is a place for both because some of some of the areas you go like, well, I don't want to capture that because it it then t- like sometimes it takes away something Mario can do, and it's like, no, that's too situational. I don't I don't want to do that. He's too slow, or I don't want to be jumping around like that. Yeah, if you could have, so it's like maybe I want to be. Fire Mario, so like a fire bro's power, but I don't want to be like constantly hopping everywhere. Oh, that hopping was that's probably the only annoying thing about any like also I was gonna say all the transformations were fun, but that hopping was like, Can I just walk, please? Yeah. But um going back briefly to the whole DLC talk, what if instead of DLC they dropped Super Mario Odyssey 2? I'd be down. I'd be so down. Would you much prefer that? Um, how how far um, away from now? Um probably like two years. Then yes. Like I don't think they can pump out something that good again in a, like in a year. <laughs> I mean, it, it took them like eight ish plus months since the switch from the switch release to that coming out. So, and it would have already been in development before the switch yeah. release. So, look, they can take the time. If it makes something that great again, they can take their time. Is this? What if this is the only 3D Mario game on the Switch That'd in its be... life cycle? Look, I'd be disappointed. I'd be disappointed, but I'd be okay because it's such a great game. I was just about to put forward, is this the penultimate... Oh, sorry, that's not the right word. I keep using <laughs> that wrong. Is this the ultimate Mario game? Is this... You know, people are putting up like Breath of the Wild is now a contender for against Ocarina of Time for you know best game ever kind of thing. Is this Con- a contender? contender? You, mean, you mean like it did beat... Ocarina of Time, because Ocarina of Time wasn't as good as you think. Well, that's uh, well, maybe we'll cover that in another podcast. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> is um, this like the the way to play Mario? Like, is this if you were bringing someone? It's Mario. Everyone knows Mario. But if someone didn't, and you're introducing them to games, would this be the one you show them and be like, "This just play this game. This is an amazing game." I think Super Mario Bros. Three. Step aside, because. You've lost the title, I'm afraid. The the only the only bad the only kind of bad thing I can think of about there's two gripes and they're not even one is a real gripe, the other isn't. Um the, the real gripe is that when Mario's on fire he will run for no reason and I hate <laughs> that. In a platforming game where you control your character to like perfectly and yeah. then you lose that, it's like, well this is stupid. I found if you <laughs> just stop dead he, he, he will stop moving? Nah, not for... Well, I found the opposite. I found the opposite. I found if I kept jumping, he would just like keep jumping. Ground. Um, yeah, he would just I keep I swear running. there were some parts where he's going like, ah, I'm on fire, but he was just standing still because I, anyway. like, wrangled him. <laughs> yeah, you wrangled Yeah, stay, stay still, you hot boy. Um, and But my... The only hesitation I have to say that this is the best Mario game, hands down, is the fact that while there are those retro moments and they are really good and I really like them and I think they're so creative the way that they bend and warp sometimes. Oh, yeah. Um, I think if they had m- more of it... Really? Also, more? Because there was almost one every level. Yeah, there was one every level. But what I was going to say was if you were flat Mario but you were still modern Mario because when people say to me like... Uh, or I, I prefer Super Mario Bros. Three. I'm like, yeah, I can understand that, but for me, I've played Super Mario Bros. U, and I'm like, that is su- such solid platforming in that. If they could transcribe that as well into a oh, game, okay. like if if Odyssey Two had flat sections where you're modern Mario, I I would say like a where it where it compresses to like a two D like a a Paper Mario kind of thing, but obviously modern graphics. Somehow they restrict the third dimension. Like just a 2D kingdom. Yeah, like it yeah. locked the camera kind of thing. And also locked the axes. I reckon. And then I reckon that's it. And I'm sure that there are some levels that do that, but there obviously wasn't enough that it. Ah, yes. That would probably also defeat what they were really trying to do in this one, which is about roaming. They don't want you to be on a linear thing, even for like the challenge of it. Well, there, but there are definitely some like, um, like you got to take for example, the darker side. That is literally a straight line. 
There's no option. Yeah. But then that's kind of not within the world. That's more of a challenge yeah. thing as well. Those yeah, I guess, extra yeah. levels of challenges I, I always looked at. But they don't want to flatten the worlds because they were really trying to go for well, this is this 3D free roaming Mario that we haven't seen since like Sunshine because parts of Galaxy were on a very linear, yeah. Yeah, on a linear plane. So like but going to back an- to that, they're learning from Zelda. But to answer Adrian's original question, <laughs> yes, this is the game. This is like you wanna have fun? Play this yes. game. Like, oh yeah, th- and then that's it. This is like so easy to pick up, but there is that hard to master aspect. Whereas I think yeah. some of the older Mario's that are seen as really perfect design for new players can be can be more daunting to pick up than this. Definitely, like Super Mario Bros. Three towards the end gets really difficult, like um, like insane on some levels. Um, I was gonna say this at the very end. Is like right when the difficulty spikes because in the Luncheon Kingdom you have the lava, and then from Bowser's Kingdom on, it's like if you mess up, you fall to your death now. Whereas in earlier kingdoms, you had that flat ground; there was no fear of falling to your death. So I think I think they did difficulty. I would say almost perfectly. I would say like uh, the early part of the game, because places like the Cap Kingdom and the Cascade Kingdom, you go through and not everything is available, you have to return to them. Yeah. And so it's like there's a there's kind of a while of almost like it's kind of tutorial-esque. And that was like very easy at one point. I was thinking like this is like, is this going to get harder? And then mm. it like opened up in Tost Arena. And I was like, okay, now there's like that area is hard. This I can do really easy. But at first I was like, is this going to keep going? Is very easy. But, but then I realized, oh, no, I can go back to that kingdom and it is then on a the same level as the other ones. What was your favorite kingdom? Or least favorite? I I'm not sure if I had a least fa- snow felt kind of like it was over quite quickly and it was a little bit boring. I snow kingdom. Remember, I can barely remember it. <laughs> yeah. Uh I really liked the is it the wood the wood kingdom? Yeah. The wood kingdom. Because the music in that was really good as well, and I liked the the height of a lot of the areas, and be able to sort of go like around behind, like the um, like the machinery and things like that. And I like that it was lush and nice, and I thought that was a really well designed kingdom. I definitely think my favorites were the ones that strayed from traditional Mario. Like you got the snow, you've got lake, you've got sea. Like you've we've kind of seen those before, mm. like. It's very, very Mario. Stock standard, for, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Element Kingdom. Yes. And while, and while I do feel like Seaside and Lake would try, try to put a spin on it, ultimately I think they failed and it was like, oh, okay, yeah, it's, it's the water level. Seaside Where, feels like it has some of the most content, though. I was like, this place is massive because there's out of the water and then underwater. Yeah, sea, Seaside was pretty good. I was going to say, Lunching Kingdom... It's like they just made a fire kingdom and then they were like, no, we can't do this. We've done this every game. We've always had a fire kingdom. We got to mix it up. And then someone walked in with a very bright orange and then like neon fruit is where it's at. And with you saying that, Luncheon Kingdom was probably my favorite because it's like, I like the design and it had a lot of cool stars to get. And it was probably the first one that like, where I like started to really play the game, like get good. Cause I hit this barrier right at the start where I was like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I like can't cross this, this like lake of lava. And then for like 10 minutes, I was running around trying to find like other paths. And then I'm like, ah, oh, of course I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to cappy the bloody fireball guys. And then it clicked and the whole game became easy. I think the ruined kingdom is probably the worst. You mean Dark well, Souls level. Kingdom? It's a boss level that I was like, why is there a dragon? Spoilers. Yeah. Why is there, why is there a non Mario looking dragon? Just for this one boss battle, and then there was like a hidden moon that I found there. But I was like, this doesn't feel like the other ones. The other ones, yeah, like, they're different places, and some of them are that sort of break the mold of a Mario game. But this broke it so much. I was like, is this even the same design team for this level? 
what it looks like Final Fantasy dragon. No, I think it's was like the same as the T Rex. Like I think the T Rex was really out of place for a Mario. You Should know? have been a giant Yoshi. Yeah, but instead it's a T Rex, and it's like it's a real T Rex, and you're like, okay. And so I wasn't exactly shocked when I saw the dragon, but it definitely was out of place. I do agree with that. Um, I remember just dropping in and ah, it's Dark Souls. (laughs) It's so Dark Souls because not only is it castles, but they're all dead and there's a dragon. Um, The ruined kingdom. Yeah, the kingdom is good. I think my favourite in terms of to look at is Bowser's kingdom because it's both menacing yet beautiful. Menacing yet but beautiful. It was interesting that his kingdom is a Japanese kingdom. Yeah, I I liked that. It was mm, interesting. It's like, yeah, I guess he would be like a like a shogun warlord sort of guy. It's basically Classic. what he is. Classic. I was going to say, I think, though, after doing it and after everything, I think Darker Side is my, f- like, it was the best experience to me. You had the dark side, which had these really tough challenges that you and I did, Adrian. Yeah. And they made me angry. <laughs> I threw my Joy-Cons across the room and I was angry, shouting as many expletives as I could. But darker side, when you stuff up, you know it's your fault. And that's why I again. want that. Yeah. And that's why I want that darkest side that you were saying. The darker yeah, side, because something. when I was playing darker side, I was like, ah, it's a thing for every kingdom, but it wasn't, it wasn't a thing for every kingdom. I would like a darker side, super gauntlet where you have to possess everything, but I would say have some sort of safe system. Like if it's going to be super long, like checkpoint flags and be like, okay, I can pause e- here in the gauntlet. Yeah. Even a halfway. Oh, that's right. I remember playing dark side I and there's a gauntlet and I got to the very top and I saved and I was like, I can't do this right now. So I quit the game and I load back in and it put me all the way back at the start. And obviously it does that, does that for cheaters, but (laughs) it does it in general. I figured out that you then need to go to whatever checkpoint you have to select it. That was a little bit annoying to be like, why do I have to warp to it? I saved after just touching it. Why can't I just start here? Yeah. It's like, no, no, better flies a cap to go. Very quick though. Loading loading times in this game very quick, especially yeah. in Kingdom. It's like oh, you need to be there. Done. Second, going to another play, going to another Kingdom takes a little bit, but still good. I think. You can still skip like two of the screens and then quickly listen to him tell you like a move, and then you're there. Yeah, and that was that was kind of handy because like early on I didn't know about like the leap you could do onto your hat to then get further thing and I think it came up then and I was like oh so that's how you do it that's how you do it amazing I remember I taught you something and I think you taught me something it's very good we all we all learned playing this game now the question is is this a game for a busy gamer yes Yes. (laughs) I will say yes too that's a a resounding yes (laughs) because if if you're not busy, like I haven't been that busy, but when I have been busy, quote unquote, uh, pretending to socialize with other people, I've been playing Mario and then I, so I can multitask. It's a good multitasking game. It's good. Oh, I'll do it for like five seconds right now game. I find the, like the fact that there's like, a, like compared to other Mario games where it's like, there's less moons, but they take longer to get this, this formula of, there's like 50 plus moons, but they're relatively easy to get. Some you just literally slam a floor and you've got it. That's perfect for a busy gamer because you can be like, all right, I need like 30 <laughs> more. I can probably grind out five, six real quick. And just the... <laughs> like, it's perfect because we've gotten used to Mario on things like going back to the Game Boy and the DS. And this is a hardware thing, but it works very well. It's it's the best of both. You know, it is your pick up, play a bit of Mario, but also chuck it on the TV because it's really good looking and really big. And it's like yeah. that's that's really good for a busy gamer because 
It's like we talk about the Switch a lot because in that respect, it's very good to be able to be marveled by something new and that even though it's not the most powerful system, it can put out something as good looking as Mario Odyssey, as Zelda. And so you've got a big experience in your hands and you can have it for a short as long as you want to play. Perfect. Perfect. Now it's time for a shift. Uh, a paradigm shift. No, no, it's not. <laughs> that will be... I'm sorry, Taylor. We'll be playing Paradigm when it's my next time to choose. But I have done a last-minute change of the game. Oh, okay, okay. Because I don't live. want Michael... Yeah, we're doing it live. I don't want oh, Michael... Let me just stop. Let me just stop you for a second, Matt. I literally just bought Paradigm. <laughs> I hate you so well, much. Well, good. <laughs> we, will, we will play it. We are going to play it. Okay. Um... In What's fact, the change? You could choose it, but I wanted something that Michael could play. Michael is going to be going on his own odyssey. I am. I'm and, Mario. And I was thinking, you know, I don't want to in two weeks' time and just have Michael say, oh, I did the tutorial. That was good. So I have had, I've been meaning to get this app for a very long time. And because I've played the first of this and that was space themed and that was cool but lifeline 2 is a game i don't know when it came out i can't see that right now (laughs) it came out in 2015 and what it is is you just it's a text-based adventure and you can either do it like at your own pace or it has kind of an in-game time, like the character will say, I'm going to take half an hour to do this, and then half an hour later, it's like they message you. It's like a real messenger kind of thing. And I think that's a really good... Because I also picked Paradigm because I'm like, nothing's going to be able to follow Mario, but this will be so different that it will be impossible to compare. So it's like a mobile phone AR sort of experience in a way. Almost, in a way. Um, But it'll be something that... Michael could either, I don't know what you're going to be doing on your plane, but you could either just smash out. I'm pretty sure you can choose to skip the wait times, like break that immersion a little bit, and then you can just do that, and you can see how you go. Well, I'll be traveling for like eight hours plus. So so (laughs) it, it depends on how you want to run that. And then for Adrian and I, we can live in our regular society, and then, oh, it's the character from Lifeline 2, and they need my help. I don't know. So have you played Lifeline 1, sorry? Y- yeah, so I've played Lifeline 1, okay. and that was set about sci-fi. Uh, Lifeline 2 looks to be fantasy. Cool. So it's a spiritual successor, not like you don't need to play 1 to know about 2's story or whatever? Exactly right. Okay, cool. Perfect. Let's wrap. Okay. <laughs> hey, everybody, and I'm here to say... And that was the best joke in all of No Time to Grind. Goodbye, You're everyone. Welcome. I'm leaving. I... I'm going to die now. Oh. Yeah, this is the first time to say I was Michael, and it makes sense because you're gone yes, now. I was Michael. Uh, you should check out Grind Time TV on Twitch. Oh yeah, hosted by Adrian and Matt. Hi. It's we play games. Good. What's your schedule we, for this week? This week, well, we'll we can't really play an app game, I suppose, on the stream. So not with we'll that s- attitude. <laughs> <laughs> I actually could because I have a phone oh. output to. to Too HDMI. bad you don't. You can't because you're living in a different world. Um, in what, a different kingdom. What we can different play kingdom. though, what we can play is Fallout New Vegas, which we've been playing uh, and kind of role playing as young Michael here, young Michael in the Mojave. We are transcribing his journey that he's about to go on. Essentially. essentially. This is it. This is exactly, in fact, this is actually a, a shot-for-shot recreation of his real life. It's the complete <laughs> truth. You have to find me a companion then. I need two companions. That's true. Not Who are you going to go for? You Abby. were talking to Boone, but uh, can I just say, Adrian? <laughs> yes, okay. Don't complain about there not being stuff to do in New Vegas if you're just going to ignore the stuff that there, that is there to do. Look, it's uh, it's more complicated than that. I'm a busy gamer. I ain't got time to look at shitty quests. <laughs>
He has no time to grind. But that's the thing, the side quests. The side quests are where some of the gold can be found. Well, that's just silly. I want you to do some of like just the best ones, the ones. All right, well, make up a list, or Matt can make up a list, and I'll try. I'll try squeeze it in. It just (laughs) depends if Michael would 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 young Michael do that. And you can find out joining us uh, Tuesdays and Wednesdays from seven PM Australian Western Standard Time. We're in GMT plus eight. That helps you figure out what time in your zone. And uh, that's it. That's it. That's the podcast, guys. We did it. We did another episode. We got there. We, uh, we went on an odyssey, went through the kingdoms, and here we are at the end, still looking for moons. I've been Michael. <laughs> I'm Matt. I'm Adrian. See ya.